Welcome. My name is Dr. Christopher Taylor, and I want you to know that it's okay to be sad, that it's okay to feel lost, and that it's okay to struggle, that we all struggle. But today, none of that matters, because today is about you, and today is about helping you become the best you possible. So for now, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy some thoughts for your self-examination. Welcome back to the show. Uh, this is for self-examination, and I am your host, Dr. Christopher Taylor. I want to give a big thank you. Uh, you probably noticed um, our new podcast intro. Um, to our, our big thank you to our good friends at Podcast Monster. Uh, wonderful job they did. Uh, it seems that there are monsters in the deep parts of the world, and some of them are friendly and nice. And I uh, just want to help you make a better podcast. So thanks so much to our friends at Podcast Monster. You can find them uh, podcastmonster.com. Nick, uh, personally, I uh, just want to thank you uh, for the amazing, amazing work you did on this intro. It, it definitely hit the tone that we were going for, uh, literally and figuratively. So thank you so much for that. And I am so excited to be back here with you all now uh, as we start the back half of season two. Uh, we're on the back nine for uh, for you uh, golf fans out there. So we like to do 24 episodes a season, and uh, and we break those up into part A and part B, and, and, and the first part is in the fall, and the second part is in the spring, kind of like the way we used to do it uh, with TV uh, back before the Internet uh, made it okay to have five episodes in a season. I don't know what that's about. Uh, but apparently that is now a thing. And now we're back, uh, with part two of season two. Uh, very excited to, to kick off the month of February, uh, the month of love, as we like to say. Uh, I know this is kind of the, the kickoff or cuffing season, as a lot of people like to refer to it as. So you're going to start seeing a lot of ads, uh, on your Google searches, and on your YouTubes and your Hulu and your Netflix. Well, not on Netflix because Netflix doesn't have ads. But if it did, you would see uh, a lot of advertisement, which you probably already have, for Match.com and uh, eHarmony. So you're going to see a lot of those and probably other ones too. But uh, those are the big ones. Uh, so you're going to start getting a lot of those ads. So get ready. Um but before we get into our episode today and kind of get into what the, the second part of the season is going to be about uh, and what we're doing, I um, uh, just wanted to say thank you all for, for coming back, um, you know, and, and continuing to support our show and, and uh, 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 joining us. So um, let's get into everything right after this. Welcome self-examination. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Taylor, and today is Monday. And that means today is all about you. No matter where you are in the world, no matter what you are going through, 
I want you to know that it is okay and that you are right where you are supposed to be. Take a deep breath, relax, and let the world slip away. Give yourself permission to make today all about you and let yourself be open to new inspirations. Okay, so we're back. Uh, before we get into everything, I, I want to um, chat briefly uh, for any any of our current clients who, who might be listening now. Uh, <laughs> I do, again, uh, as we said in the email that we sent out, uh, it, it has been a wild roller coaster for us. Um, uh, you know, we, we tried to move to a new uh, practice management and electronic health record system recently. Uh, at the start of the year, uh, we did a lot of research on this, so much research on this, and we really believed that the direction that we were going was the right direction. We truly believed it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the implementation did not go as we had hoped, and the features were not as robust as we were promised. Um, so uh, it definitely did not go well, so, so poorly, in fact, that we had to go back to our original system. So for any of you that got caught up in that mix and, and had any frustration uh, or, or or found any pain in that process, you know, we do sincerely apologize for that. Uh, it should not have happened. That was not our intention. Um, and we're definitely going to make it right. Uh, I promise you that. Uh, we, we were already back on the new system. Um, it looks like most any major problems have been corrected. But look, if, if you got a, a credit card charge that you shouldn't have gotten or, or a claim didn't get filed properly, we are auditing everything. We're working on all of that right now. Uh, and don't worry. Don't worry. We're, we're going to take care of it for you. If you see something that's not right, just let us know. Send us an email, info at taylorcounselinggroup.com, and we'll take care of it. Uh, not a problem. Um, for me personally, it was, it was probably the most stressful two weeks of my life. I think, uh, the most challenging situation I've, I've ever had to deal with. Uh, it, it felt like I was trying to land a plane without an engine with about, you know, uh, several hundred people on board. Uh, it, it, it was, it was a big struggle. Um, but what I think really got us through it and what got me through it for sure uh, was one of the things I want to talk about today, which is deep, meaningful relationships built on trust. Uh, I knew through this entire process that there were several relationships in my life that I could lean on during this time period that I could trust to have my back, that I could trust to be there for me no matter when I needed them. Uh, and that I had deep relationships uh, that were meaningful in many ways and not, not romantic not familiar, but, but, uh, um, but, uh, uh, you know, friendships as well. Uh, so, so all of those types of relationships, romantic family and, and friendships that, that were very, very helpful, uh, for me throughout that time period. Um, it, it is, it, <laughs> It can be a struggle at times for us uh, when we go through rough moments, when dark skies are on the horizon. Um, 
but one of the key components to happiness, to our capacity for happiness that I've always found, is the ability to develop deep, meaningful relationships built on trust. And that's what we're going to talk about this month. You know, last year we talked more about the romantic side of things, talked about relationships, dating, that sort of stuff. And I think that's important too. Uh, But this month, uh, I want to talk a lot about relationships uh, and maybe focus a little bit on friendships. we got a wonderful interview uh, in a couple of weeks for you with a, uh, uh, two wonderful, wonderful women that run a <laughs> really fun business together uh, and are best friends. And they've been best friends for over two decades. Uh, so they run a company together and then they hang out and are friends together. And, and that's been the case for, for 20 years, 20 plus years. And interviewing them was such a joy because it, that friendship was so obvious and just kind of shown through so clearly of of what that really meant for them. And so I think that's just such an important thing for us um, to really think about when when we go through tough times, uh, when when things don't go the way we hoped, uh, when stress seems like it's about to break us. Uh, when we feel alone, when we feel sad, when we feel isolated, like many of us do right now, friendships, relationships, oh, what matter most. If you're a fan of our newsletter, uh, you know that we like to focus on the brighter side of life a little bit from time to time uh, in our profession, in the counseling world. Life can get a little dark. Um, you know, uh, therapists typically work. Um, all day, uh, you know, think like a nine to five job, um, uh, listening to people in pain. Uh, and that can be, that can be a challenge. Uh, but it's one that we invite and it's one that we choose to struggle with. It's one that we enjoy. Uh, but you know, some days can be rougher than others, uh, with any job, same as with any job. Uh, so we like to focus on more of the positive whenever we can. And that does not mean that we're here to ignore the negative or to put our heads in the sand and just pretend like bad things are not happening to us or to other people or in the world. No, not at all. We're, we're not talking about that. We're talking about making a, a, a positive choice, making a, a conscious choice, an active choice to choose uh, to look for the positive, to look at the positive, to find and seek out happiness. And one of the things I believe, and that we'll start to take this podcast in that direction and our newsletter as well in this direction, is that there are three components to happiness. Uh, and, and I don't think happiness is a state of being necessarily, right? Like, I don't think if you're a happy person that you're happy all the time. Happy people uh, can have moments of sadness, right? Happy people can have moments of anger. Um, to be, there is this, I think, a societal misnomer that we have this uh, pressure to achieve a state of happiness. And that means that we're always happy and that we have infinite patience and that we have infinite tolerance and that, and that we're always happy and that we're always the bigger person. We always uh, turn the other cheek. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff that I think is, is a, is a unhealthy fallacy that 
that has is a kind of a byproduct of of our of our current social situation. Um, no, what what I'm talking about is the capacity for happiness that we're all innately born with a capacity for an emotional state of happiness. Uh, and that as our capacity for happiness grows, uh, we tend to be happier as we interact with the world. Meaning that if something negative were to happen to me, um, you know, I, I am less impacted by it. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be impacted by it, depending on the degree of damage that it, that it occurred, that, that had impacted my life, say the death of a loved one, I, I would be, you know, you know, heavily impacted by grief and I, and I would not be in a state of happiness. But, um, if my capacity for happiness is much larger and I, and I, and I have uh, practiced these principles that we're going to discuss here briefly, uh, and, and I am in general a happier person and I'm more secure and more stable, that impact in my life will not be as detrimental as it would have been if my capacity for happiness was much less, if that makes sense. I hope it does. Uh, so what we're talking about is our capacity for happiness, not being happy, but our ability to be happy. You know, <laughs> I hope that makes sense. It, it's, it's not an easy idea to get. I know. Um, so I, I hope it makes sense. Um, if it doesn't email me, please info at taylorcounselinggroup.com. I'd love to chat with you about it. In fact, in fact, tell us on Twitter, what do you think about the idea at TCG underscore Dallas? You know, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, so three components for our capacity for happiness, three components. Uh, number one, number one, boundaries, boundaries, internal and external boundaries. And we're going to get into this much later, uh, probably next month, I think. Um, but, uh, uh, for now, just that's principle number one, uh, healthy boundaries, internal and external. So boundaries with myself, um, setting limitations, saying no, saying yes to things, uh, self-care, uh, all that stuff, right? Uh, you know, the classic flight attendant line, put your, your oxygen mask on first before you put on the person's next to you. That that's, you know, that's a boundary, right? Uh, saying no, when you don't want to do something that's setting a healthy boundary. Right? Uh, so, so boundaries, internal and external number two, which is what we're going to talk about this month, deep, meaningful relationships built on trust, deep, meaningful relationships built on trust, right? This has a lot of, a lot of context to it, a lot of detail in that. It's not just as simple as having friends. It's about, it's not about, it's not about counting your number of friends, which is why social media can be dangerous because, you know, Facebook will tell you you have thousands of friends, but, but are they deep, meaningful relationships? And even if they're deep relationships, are they built on trust? If they're not built on trust, they, they might be unhealthy, right? So a lot to unpack there, which we'll get into uh, this month. Uh, the third component, um, which we've talked about a lot last, last year uh, in 2020, goodbye 2020, um, 
gratitude. Practicing gratitude daily. Practicing gratitude daily. You know, we've talked a lot about that on the show. So if you want to go back and listen to some of those episodes as a refresher, um, please, please feel free to do that. Uh, but practicing gratitude daily, even in the, the smallest capacity, uh, is a, a enormously healthy act that will boost your capacity for happiness. So I've found in my experience, uh, both personally and professionally, that these three components, uh, when found in high degree, have a high correlation with people that are just genuinely happy. And notice that that wealth was never mentioned in there, that money had no context in there, that culture had no context in there, uh, that, that your socioeconomic status had no context in there. Uh, I do think those things are important and should be reviewed and discussed, but, but, but I don't think that they actually directly impact our capacity to be happy. I've met very happy people in all walks of life, in all religions, in all social structures, in all tax brackets. And I've met extremely unhappy people, depressed people in all walks of life in all religions, in all tax brackets. It, it, is, it is these three that always stand out to me, that always seem apparent that the individual lacks the capacity to practice gratitude or they don't have deep, meaningful relationships. They don't have any relationships or if they do, they're shallow and not built on trust. And of course, they don't have healthy boundaries. Maybe their boundaries are inflexible, too firm, or they're too flexible, too soft. Uh, somewhere in these three, either all three of them are stunted or, or one or more of them are stunted. And, and, and that impacts the individual's capacity to develop happiness. So this is the direction that we're going to go with both the newsletter happiness happens and the podcast for self-examination. Uh, you're going to see a lot more of this on our website and, and in, in things we push out because we want people to be happier. That's our hope. That's our goal. Now, I, I don't think that's the chief end of man. That's not our ultimate goal. Uh, but it sure is a key component of why we're here. Who wants to live a life filled with pain and sorrow until we die free of pain at last? Who wants to do that? Who, who wants that life? Uh, we want to be happy. We want our, our friends, our family, our loved ones to be happy. We want our, our children to be happy. We, we work so diligently, uh, so that others around us can bear the fruits of our labor. We seek out therapy because we're unhappy and we want to improve the quality of our life and, and the quality of, of those around them. Um, 
This is, this is one of our, uh, one of our core values in Taylor Counseling Group, human capital. We believe that, that as we help one life improve, it's, it's, it's capital and happiness. That as one life gets healthier, gets happier, gets better, that life pours out into the lives around them. And those lives get healthier and happier as a byproduct of knowing the person that's getting healthier and happier. And then they do the same with those around them and, and so forth and so on. And that's how we, that's how we change our society. That's how we improve our lives for all. So let's get into number two, because that's, that's why we're here this month. We're here to talk about relationships. Uh, and, and by the way, this is not, this is not going to be a, uh, a lecture series or anything like that. For those of you that know the show, uh, this is just kind of what we're talking about right now. Um, and, and it, we're not going to go in order. We're going to jump all over the place. Uh, and we're going to bring on some wonderful people who are going to tell us some great stuff, uh, and how they experience things in their lives, uh, and what they've seen. Uh, and, and we're going to listen to you because I'm very interested in what you have to say and your thoughts. Uh, and, and that's kind of our approach. So, um, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, so let's talk about relationships for a hot minute. Uh, cause that's why we're here. Love is in the air. It is February. Uh, for those of you, um, that listened to our show last year, last February, you know, we talked a lot about dating online dating, how to set healthy boundaries, all that stuff in that environment. Uh, this month I want to talk about friendships, um, which is kind of, which you're like, wait, what, what friendships? Uh, why are we talking about friendships in February when it's obviously dating season, right? Uh, Valentine's day, uh, seems to kind of like kick off this sort of, uh, season, um, the seasonal experience that we all sort of go through where we start dating and then it goes in the spring and the summer. Uh, uh, and, and, uh, we call this cuffing season, um, which is, I think, I think, uh, <laughs> interesting. Um, but, uh, this is kind of when we want to start developing relationships with other people. Um, and so it, it is an interesting experience. Um, and one that we, we work with a lot in the professional counseling world, but, uh, oftentimes friendships get overshadowed. Uh, by our desire for romantic relationships. And I always find this so fascinating because it is the friendships that help us get through the tough breakups. It is the friendships that help us get through the tough moments in our lives when we're single. Um, it, it, it are, it is our friendships that help enrich our lives. And it's our friends who we want to share the good news with when we start dating somebody, right? Friendships are terribly important, so important to our capacity for happiness. Uh, and so, um, to, to kind of color it for you, to frame it up a little bit, the Greeks have eight types of love. Uh, so the Greeks actually had eight different words for love. The ancient Greeks, eight different words, Eros, Philia, Storge, Ludus, Mania, Pragma, Philatua and agape, um, all very wonderful, wonderful, uh, components for love. So eight different ways to love. Eros is erotic love, romantic love, right? 
a passionate love, you know. Philia is affectionate love. Storge is uh, familiar love, so so family love, right? Like I love my brother or my sister or, or my mom or my dad. Uh, ludos, playful love, the way you might play with a friend, right? I think of like kids playing, you know. Uh, mania or obsessive love. Um, you know, sometimes we've been there one or once or twice, maybe, uh, where we can't get over our ex or just have a really, really big crush on somebody at the office. Right. Yeah. Um, pragma is an enduring love. Uh, so this is a love that kind of, you know, pushes on. Philatua is a self-love. Um, so uh, some of us are really good at this. Others are not. Uh, An agape, which is that, uh, that selfless love, right? So the Greeks really kind of put these into, into three categories. Friendship, romantic, and family, right? So there's the way you might love your friend. Um, you know, same sex, opposite sex. There's a way that you would love your family, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father. Uh, these relationships are unique, even though they can be similar, even though you might say your sister is your best friend, which that very well might be true for you. Those relationships are still different uh, because you're of the same family of origin, right? The same bloodline, the same culture. Uh, friends might be different. You, you might have met in college. You might be very different people. Uh, or you might have met in kindergarten, you know, or, or later on in your adult life. Those friendships, family are unique, but both powerful. And then that significant other, that romantic relationship uh, that we all uh, tend to seek out um, so that we can develop our own families and grow from there. Uh, but I want to talk about, you know, friendships, those relationships. Uh, those are the relationships that I find the most interesting because I, I firmly believe that one of these components for happiness is deep, meaningful relationships built on trust. Think about it for a moment. Take an inventory of your friendships. Write down on a sheet of paper or type it into your phone, whatever you prefer. Uh, who are my friends? And, and I would challenge you to put them into categories. Now, you don't ever have to share this list with them. You, you might want to shred it when you're done or delete it. Write down all the names of everyone that you can think of that's a friend. Then, when you're done, and, and that might be quick for you, or, or, or it might take a while. That's okay. Both are okay. There's nothing wrong with having... Uh, only a handful of friends and there's nothing wrong with, with having, you know, a hundred friends, right? But once you're done writing down all the names, I want you to create three categories and you can call them, um, high, middle, low. You can call them deep, middle, shallow. You can call them acquaintance, friend, deep, meaningful friend, um, however you want to, you want to label it. It's totally fine. Uh, there's not really a lot that lives in the name of that. Uh, but the, the importance is that I want you to categorize them by 
how deep the relationship is. So you should have um, probably a lot of acquaintances in your life. Uh, this might be the neighbors that live in your building or people that live in your neighborhood that you wave to when you get the mail um, that you talk to on occasion. You know, you know their name. You, you see them on a regular, semi-regular basis. Um, and you, you might know a thing or two about them and you're polite and courteous, right? It's an acquaintance. Somebody I know. You, you recognize them out at the movies and and you 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 would talk to them, right? They're somebody you know. They're not a stranger, right? They're, they're removed from being a stranger. Uh, and then you're going to have some... Uh, middle friends, some, some people that you're friendly with that maybe you have hung out with socially a handful of times that you enjoy their company, that you like being around them, but for whatever reason, be it geographical or, uh, you, you just don't have as much in common or it, it, it just never took off. You know, there doesn't have to be a reason. Um, maybe it just never happened. Uh, you're not, uh, best friends, right? You didn't engage in this deep, meaningful relationship with them where you share, you know, the deep parts of your life together. And then the third part, which is deep, meaningful relationships built on trust. Uh, and, and put some names in that category. Maybe it's only one and that's okay. Um, but this, this third category, the most important category, uh, deep, meaningful relationships built on trust. Uh, you, you can just title it deep relationships if you'd like, or best friends or whatever you want to title it. It's fine. Uh, deep, meaningful relationships built on trust. And, and these are the people that you share significant life events with. These are the people that you call or text first when something significant has happened in your life. These are the people, and, and you don't have to talk to them every day, right? To still know that they're a deep, meaningful relationship built on trust. And these are relationships that you have total trust with that have either earned your trust or have, you know, never betrayed your trust. Uh, these are people, or if they have, you've repaired that, that damage. Uh, these are people that you know you can count on at any moment, at any time, for anything you need. These are the people that are going to be there whenever you need them. Now start putting those names that you wrote down into those categories. Where do they fit in your life? And when you're done with that, take a look at the page and look at, look at where they all plug in, where they all fit. And be honest with yourself. Is this a true representation of your friendships? How many people are in that acquaintance box? How many are in the you know, general friendship box? And, and how many are in the deep, meaningful column? You know, for most people, it seems to be that there are a lot of acquaintances, a few friends, and only a handful of deep, meaningful relationships. Uh, maybe that's the way it shakes out for you. If that's the case, great. Um, but are you happy with the names that you put in each spot? Are you confident in those choices? Do you feel good about those relationships? 
Now, if you got a column without a name in it, that's okay too. You know, maybe that's an area where you want to work on. There is no right amount for any column. You know, there's no rule that says you have to have 100 acquaintances and 50 friends and 10, 10 deep friendships, right? Nothing that says that. It's up to you to decide. Whatever the ratio works for you. I, I know most extroverts like to have a lot of acquaintances, a lot of acquaintances, and a lot of friends. And, and then maybe they have a handful of deep, meaningful relationships. Maybe it's more than most. And a lot of introverts, um, you know, have, uh, maybe they have a lot of acquaintances, but, uh, very few friends and fewer deep, meaningful relationships, which is okay because those deep relationships tend to be high, high in quality, very rich, rich relationships. So think about that for a moment as you reflect on this idea of developing these deep, meaningful relationships in your life. And we're going to talk a lot about that next week. And we're going to have some great interviews uh, with one of our therapists and uh, this wonderful um, friendship couple. Uh, uh, these two amazing women that, uh, that are wonderful friends. Uh, and then we're going to talk some more about it later on this month. And for now, I'll leave you with this. Relationships are not easy. And friendships are hard. And if you find yourself alone and feel as though you don't have any, that's okay. Where you are in life is okay. It is difficult right now, especially now to develop those deep, meaningful relationships built on trust. And I want you to know that if that's where you are, feeling alone and isolated, that's okay. Reach out to people that you know and start to develop those friendships. It's never too late to talk to somebody. It's never too late to develop that relationship. And it's never too late to build something or to build on something. With that, I hope that this has contributed to your capacity for happiness. I am your host, Dr. Christopher Taylor, and this is For Self-Examination.